Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome back to the Munkadass St. Louis Honda Sports on a Sunday morning. Munkadass pre-owned on South Limburg on America's Sports Voice, KMOX. Sports on a Sunday morning continues. Tom Ackerman with you at 1132. Mike Grimm, the voice of the Minnesota Golden Gophers, is confirmed for 1145. Can't wait to hear from him. His Gophers, man, what a performance that was. They beat Penn State yesterday. They're 9-0. and Everybody kind of forgot about them. They are knocking on the door, not only the Big Ten, but they're starting to get some love for a possible college football playoff spot. They still have a lot of work to do. But that's a great win over Penn State. Joining us right now is John Mosellock, the president of baseball operations of the St. Louis Cardinals. Great, as always, to have you on KMOX Radio. Do you get into college football at all, Mo? You're from uh, Boulder, so that's a when, – when you were growing up, that team was starting to, to get it going, wasn't it? Well, they had a big win yesterday. Um, I don't follow college football like I once did, but um, my father was a Penn State grad, so you're killing him. Um, but, you know, like – anybody this time of year i don't have that much going on so i'll tune in a game or two so i watched the lsu game last night oh i did too man why there's so much talent on that field oh my goodness what an incredible game that was what an atmosphere that's a great place by the way alabama is kind of like when bush stadium is rocking smart crowd they know their stuff it's not the most raucous or rude uh place you know like lsu is a crazy scene alabama just has great uh, tradition, great feel. It's a lot of fun. Those are those those were some heavyweights going at it last night. Yes, it was big time. Um, by the way, Folsom Field. I always had some fun going. I've been to a few games over at Colorado. I had some yeah, good times. great, great atmosphere. Beautiful place too. Good times. So it's been a, a couple of weeks since we had you on the show, and you know, a little bit of a an off season breather here as you get ready for the GM meetings in Arizona. You had a press conference where you met with the media at Bush Stadium, kind of laid out uh, and looked back at 2019 and some of the thoughts on 2020. Uh, I think the the feel that I got from it was the fact that you know you're really at this point feeling like your philosophy is working that the the developing players through the system and seeing what they can do and growing your team in that way is working and you've found a way to get back to the NLCS while acknowledging there are still a lot of things that you need to do moving ahead. Yeah, I would imagine over the next uh, month or so, we'll probably find some things we haven't thought about. We've probably... Um, a lot of energy into just trying to get a better understanding of what perhaps the trade market looks like. Um, obviously, this this first uh, week out in uh, Arizona will be spent mostly meeting with agents and just trying to get a sense of what that looks like. But, you know, from our standpoint, we feel pretty good about where we are. We're certainly going to try to explore what ways we think we can get better. But <clears throat> to your point, we are going to uh, bet heavily on on our future on what we're developing in our minor leagues so you know a lot uh, 
lots invested in that. And when you look at, at some of the talent we have coming, we're certainly excited about that. You do have a lot of great talent coming. I want to talk about them in just a moment. Uh, also, when it comes to free agency and trades, I, I everybody would love to see off-season splashes, I think, from a fan standpoint. It's entertaining. There's a lot that goes on from that standpoint. I'm, you're not going to come out, though, in a press conference like that at Bush Stadium and say, hey, we're going to be – I mean, we're going to spend some money. I mean, we're going we're gonna to make – we're going to be aggressive. We're going we're gonna to make trades. We're going to spend some money. I mean, no, does anybody come out and, and say that right away if you're the executive of a baseball team? Well, I think uh, the answer is sometimes. Um, you know, you go back to, to last year, and, and, you know, we certainly thought we had to do something – as we approached the, the end of uh, 18 and we're trying to reflect on how we thought we could get better. And so we knew we would be active somewhere, whether it was that, you know, heavily involved in the trade market or free agent market and, and ultimately trying to improve our club. So, you know, like trying to have somebody show what their off season strategy might look like, I don't think is necessarily bad, but there's also times where there are strategic reasons why you want to be a little bit, hold things a little closer to your vest before you just start uh, announcing things. Plus there's always that sort of uh, trying to help manage expectations. Right. And so you can claim you're going to be very aggressive. And if you're not, then people really are disappointed. Whereas if you temper that a little bit, it's, it's a little bit more controlled atmosphere. The free agent market last year was so slow. And I think a lot of people were hoping that there would be some fireworks at the winter meetings and on and on. But you know, the, the Bryce Harper one that everybody was paying attention to really dragged on for a long time. Do you expect this – not an easy question to answer because you haven't even gotten to the GM meetings yet, but do you do you expect the free agent market to be that way again? You know, I hope not because I, I don't think it was necessarily the uh, the greatest thing for our game when, when people were just complaining about it. But I will say one of the, the unintended consequences was everybody was talking about it. Yes. So – you know, there's a there's a give and take there. Um, not sure which is more valuable or or better, but you know, I think this year there's obviously some dynamic free agents out there. Um, it will be an interesting off season just because majority of the elite free agents are controlled by one agent. So I, I definitely think it'll be fun to see how that that unfolds. But you know, with regard to um, the pace of it, it really is an unknown. And that agent would be Scott Boris, as we all know. One uh, client who is no longer with Scott Boris, though, is Marcelo Zuna, who just finished a season where he drove in 89, hit 29 home runs, missed a good chunk of time. It's not easy to replace your cleanup hitter. Uh, he hasn't left yet. You've given him a qualifying offer of $17.8 million. He has a little more time to accept or move on from that. But kind of where do you stand right now in your mind on Marcelo Zuna? Well, it's the question shouldn't be where do I stand in my mind? The question is, is, you know, where are we with, with this type of negotiation? And um, as you know, and you've, you've known me a long time, we don't talk about free agents. We don't talk about where we are in negotiations. So unfortunately it's just not a question I can engage, but you know, as I stated earlier, this week, I'll start to have some defining moments, and we'll see where it goes. Gotcha. Uh, and then when it comes to Adam Wainwright and some conversations there, how are things progressing with one of the great right-handers this team has ever seen? 
see my last answer. Um, <laughs> nothing changes, Tommy, in, in what I can say here. Yeah, I got you. Um, there's a lot of rules. There's a lot of things you don't want to get yourself in trouble with. And unfortunately, that's not a popular answer for your listeners, but um, you don't get here by luck. So you got to focus on <laughs> staying true. That's right. Hey, you know, you're, you're doing your job. Absolutely. I'm, I'm putting those two names out there, of course, because those are the two names that most people are buzzing about after the season and want to see their future. We all understand that, but that's, that's the answer. And that's what you have to do. I, I look at your outfield. And I don't know. Uh, I think you have some great options if Marcelo Zuna is not back. Um, in experience, yes, but one of them, Dexter Fowler, is still under contract. Harrison Bader has started in center field, uh, still under contract, and and somebody that has seen a lot of good time. Uh, but boy, do you have some options? I mean, uh, Rose Arena and O'Neill and uh, Lane Thomas, and if if something were to happen where he was good enough to be on this 2020 team. Dylan Carlson certainly has the tools. I mean, I, I think you'd have to feel good about your depth right now. Well, we do. And, and I think part of when you just list off those names is trying to figure out what that would look like if any of those individuals were to actually get 650 plate appearances, what would that, what, what type of performance would we get? And so you know, that's one of those, those very difficult questions that internally from the baseball side we're trying to answer. But, you know, time will tell. Um, but to my earlier point on, on where we feel good about what we have coming, that's why we're excited. Yeah, there's an exciting time right now. I, I You know, another prospect that I'm excited to see what he looks like in the next few years is Andrew Kisner. Just looking back on what he's done for you, his rise over the last couple of years, how would you evaluate him? Well, I think he's had a, a very steady and progressive trip through the minor leagues. I still, I still think as a converted player, meaning a position change from infield to catcher, there's still some things that, that he needs to work on to, to really sort of take that role of an everyday player at the big league level. But I certainly felt like when he came up to the big leagues this past year, there were reasons to be excited. And I felt like some of the, the defensive liabilities that some people would talk about, I didn't see. So I really feel like his progression is going quite well. And I think we've all got to see the offensive upside that he might bring to a lineup. So, you know, if you combine those two skills, it's going to be something that will be exciting to watch over the next few years. And those that will eventually throw to him uh, when he – is it catcher? You've got some great names in there. You feel like you have good depth in terms of starters for the future right now, John? You know, I definitely feel like um, we have a lot of good options. Um, some of that is a bit untested. And we still have that big question mark, which, what, what are we going to get out of someone like an Alex Reyes? And, you know, you got to be careful on building a team around potential because sometimes that can be very disappointing. But having said that, there are these, these, these talents that have yet to really get to where we hope they would be. So I think it's a really important offseason for someone like, like Alex. I think somebody like Ponce de Leon is looking for that opportunity. I'm, I'm not you know, saying he's going to get a starting spot or will he have a role in the bullpen. But when you look at, at, at the depth or options we have, you know, we certainly feel good about where we are from a pitching standpoint. 
And just finally, to circle back to offense and trying to get better from within, uh, how can – this is, again, very general question here, but we all saw the inconsistencies of the offense. So what sort of things would you like to see laid out in this offseason and leading into spring training and then through that spring training program? How do you improve offensive consistency with this group? Well, I, I feel a couple things. One is, you know, last year we, we made a dramatic change in, in how we thought about what we were going to teach, what we wanted to see our hitters do. And, you know, in hindsight, I think, you know, we probably tried to be a little bit too aggressive on that note. So this off season, we're going to have a little bit more time to digest that. I think, you know, trying to f- follow Jeff Albert's philosophy on hard contact just add the word often in there and you'll feel better about it. But, you know, ultimately he's one of those guys that I think from a, from a teaching standpoint and approach standpoint, he could be a, a huge asset to all our hitters. And I, and I certainly am very bullish that our offense is going to look a little different next year. And I think how we go about it and how we approach it from an, from an off season strategy is very important and very critical to our success and I promise you we're going to work very hard on that, and uh, I really look forward to seeing what those results might look like. And two quick things before we go, and these are a lot of fun. One, Colton Wong. Man, to see that smile on his face when he held that gold glove, <laughs> that is that is something. He's worked hard, hasn't he, to get to that point? Well, he has, and he's an extremely talented player, and, and when you put it all together, you can see uh, such a positive outcome, but you know, I, I think Overall, when you look at just where he was from a year ago to where he is today, he's grown, he's matured, and uh, should have a really bright future in front of him. Yeah, with Goldschmidt and DeYoung and Flaherty and Bader and Molina all in top three at their positions, those five don't get the gold glove, and Wong does. But that tells you something about this defensive turnaround. It really is remarkable. And one of the guys behind that is Mike Schilt. And what he did to put emphasis on that, you have to be pretty proud that in his first full year as a manager, he's in the running for manager of the year and could win it. Yeah, I think he has a really good chance. Um, yeah, I'm extremely proud of him, but not surprised. Uh, talented guy, works hard, um, very intentional on how he goes about his day and, and what his expectations are. So those are the things that attract you about someone like him and uh, you know, certainly hopeful that he does win it. Appreciate your time very much. It's always great to have you on KMOX. Thanks for talking some ball with me. All right, thank you. Thank you. John Moselock, President of Baseball Operations, St. Louis Cardinals. Quick break when we come back. Mike Grimm wraps up the show with some college football. We're going to talk about the Big Ten, Illinois, and also the college football playoff. Who should be the top four when it's revealed on Tuesday? Back in a moment, it's 1146. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews, or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.